Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. A phrase that exemplifies the pseudo-compassion of our times. A remark tossed off by politicians to grab a little PR in the wake of disaster. A cheap slogan employed all too often by us, along with such classics as, I'll pray for you. Because we are too preoccupied with our own stuff. We know it's cheap because we know how we feel when someone says it to us. Rightly, the usage of the phrase thoughts and prayers has come under intense criticism in recent years. Unfortunately, the attack on the phrase has organized into an attack on prayer itself. How useless prayer seems, the reasoning goes. When money, organization, and active action seem so much more effective. Besides, doesn't God already know everything? If God knows everything, then what's the point of prayer? By the way, this particular criticism is as old as human history. What's the point of asking God for what we want or need when God doesn't seem to respond all the time? The rightness of attacking the slacktivism, so-called slacktivism of our day, easily turns into a wrong-headed criticism of prayer which reduces the God-made flesh in Jesus Christ to a magical sky daddy who grants wishes or doesn't. The fact is, is that when people pray in the book of Acts, things happen. Today's story occurs while Peter and John are going to pray. They're on their way to the temple at the appointed time, as observant Jews did. You would pray at the first hour, 6 o'clock, 9 o'clock, noon, and then 3 o'clock and 6 o'clock. So there were appointed times to go to prayer. However, their prayer is interrupted. Someone interrupts their prayer. A man disabled from birth, laid at the gate to beg for money. This was the social safety net at the time, begging. People who couldn't work would beg. It was a mitzvah to give to them. A mitzvah is a good work in keeping with God's command to care for the most vulnerable. However, at the end of the day, the man's still disabled. He's still isolated from his community. He's still in need need of alms that make the difference between life and death. He's still unable, quite literally, to stand on his own two feet. Peter and John stop when he asks them for money. Many of us have been in a similar situation. What do we feel when someone stops and asks us for money? Maybe annoyance or anger or guilt, maybe we feel compassion for the person. Or conversely, maybe we fear that we're being had. But Peter and John don't consider their feelings at all. They stop and look intently at this man who has never taken a step in his life. They may be the first people to see this man for who he really is. They don't see him for his disability. 
They don't let his disability define him. They see him as the beloved child of God he really is. One for whom Jesus died to save. And that seeing, that observation, that noticing leads to action. If Peter and John had not really seen this man, they might have mumbled, we'll pray for you, as they went off to the temple. Likewise, if they hadn't already been steeped in prayer and gifted by the Holy Spirit, as Acts 1 and 2 show us, they wouldn't have been able to see this man. I doubt it. Remember that at the end of Acts 1, they're in that upper room, And they commit themselves to prayer. And of course, Acts 2 is the great story about the fulfillment of the promise of the Father, the sending of the Holy Spirit, Pentecost. In Acts 3, in this story, God interrupts Peter and John's regularly scheduled prayer time to heal this man through their actions so that the saving word could be proclaimed. So the lectionary ends at verse 10, but more happens after that. Because this one event, this seeing, this healing, this restoration to community, has enormous consequences for Peter, John, and the whole church. A crowd forms immediately after this happens. And they all know this guy. They've seen him every day. Some of them have even carried him back and forth to the gate. The miracle, however, is not a miracle on its own. It doesn't stand on its own. All, no miracle stands on its own. The difference between a miracle like this one and a magic trick is that a miracle points to the saving, healing, restorative work of Jesus and his kingdom. So, with this crowd gathered in awe because of this healing work, Peter takes this opportunity to talk about Jesus, to preach and proclaim the saving Christ. This results in their arrest and imprisonment. They immediately get arrested after this, but not before 5,000 come to repentance and faith. The miracle leads to the proclamation of the word, which leads to salvation. So this moment here in Acts 3 is the moment where the church, deeply formed through prayer and gifted by the Spirit, begins to encounter the wider world and also to experience its resistance, the resistance of the world. And by the world, I mean the powers of sin, death, and the devil. All those forces that seek to control, contain, dominate, and squelch human life and flourishing. They encounter resistance From all those tendencies, all those drives and urges in human beings to blame, deny, and ignore others. They encounter resistance from those forces, from everything that leads to destruction, rather than renewal. The church is able to weather this resistance in acts and throughout the history of the church, because it trusted its Lord. The church is able to weather it because they trusted. Who reminded the apostles, they trusted the Lord, who reminded the apostles to wait, wait in Jerusalem for the promise of the Father. In that time of waiting, a time in some ways like our own, 
They were led to further knowledge of and connection with the one who had called them together in the first place. Led by God in their prayer, they were able to trust God and be open to God's work, a work that came about in surprising ways over and over again. The book of Acts is all about surprises. Prayer happens and then stuff happens. It's amazing to see what happens in Acts. And in our time of waiting, God leads us as well to prayer. Not to change God, but to change ourselves and our hearts to be aligned with his Christ. And in this time of waiting, God will surprise us. God will interrupt our prayers as well. When we pray, we address the Lord of creation. And even if we don't feel anything when we pray, that doesn't mean God isn't still at work. Even if it feels like our prayers are bouncing off the ceiling or that we're talking into nothingness, our feelings do not dictate what God does. God still shapes our character in that prayer to be in accord with the character of Christ so that we can see people for who they really are, as Peter and John did, so that we can be open to God's amazing power in creating new life where there was only death, so that we can be people who bring God's shalom, wholeness, to our family, congregation, community, state, country, and world. People who take the name Shalom seriously and everything that that embodies. Take it for a certainty. God will continue to interrupt our prayer. God will continue to invite us to see the new thing that God is doing and to take part in it. So let's not just toss off Thoughts and prayers. Let's actually pray. Write a prayer on someone's Facebook page when they ask for prayers. Write a prayer, a a real prayer. Write it. When someone asks you to pray it for for them on the phone, do it right then. Don't worry about your words. Don't worry about how you sound. The Spirit will shape your words will shape your prayer as halting and as uncertain as it may sound to you. God works with and through any kind of prayer. With what? How? God interrupts that prayer. With what we can only guess. But whatever it will be will be an opportunity to witness to the life-saving gospel in a new and surprising way. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, move within us and pray through us so that we can continue to be formed in Christ's character. When our prayers are interrupted or our conception of what church is supposed to look like is shattered, point us to the opportunity that lies behind it to witness to the gospel. We pray this through Christ, the Savior of us all, with the Father who fulfills all promises. Amen.